Um, I'm at a place in my life where I feel like I have a target on my back. And because of that, I should make smart decisions. And recently, I didn't. Um, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm not going to sit up here and say that I am or, or claim to be in any way, shape, or form. And I made a bad error in judgment and put myself in an environment where only bad things can happen, and they did. And in doing that, I know that I'm going to hurt the people closest to me, who I've talked to and apologized to, being my wife and my kids. Um, and I just, you know, it's, it's a shitty moment. It's a shitty moment when you, when you know you're wrong and there's no excuses for your wrong behavior. Um, at the end of the day, man, I just simply got to do better. But I'm not going to also allow a person to, to have financial gain off of my mistakes. And in this particular situation, that's what was attempted. I said I'd rather fess up to my mistakes. I was thinking about starting this podcast before it even started with just like the intro being Kevin Hart's apology. Like just like having the audio of his apology and then the best friend music weekend music start and then we come on like afterwards. Mm -hmm. But I mean I got it way down the line as far as like a thing, but it still might be kind of fun to do that. What you think? You know. <laughs> I thought you was about to I thought you was about to keep talking like sweets. <laughs> <laughs> no, sweets is left. They had to, to bring him back to the jail. I don't know what sweets is doing at my house anyway, but Start the podcast, did I, did I smack? Did I smack? If I no, that's what—that's reenactment, Cun. You always gotta smack with your. Well, you know you got your little volleyball game, so go ahead. <laughs> Whoa! Welcome to the Best Friend Weekend Podcast. This shit, man, Aldo Nice. And this is Rod Smooth. It's Rod Smooth. Rod Smooth, y'all. And this your boy Los. Los. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's your man Los, aka Los. How you say it? Aka your 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 um your daddy, your mama favorite ex. <laughs> Straight up, man. One time for AKA Los. Aka your mama, your aunt, your aunt favorite aunt eater. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Los. One time for the homie Los, man. Look, we uh let's just I mean let's start direct. I mean we'll get to the Kevin Hart stuff later. I know that it we it sounds like we're about to hop right into it. We'll get to it later. It's just interesting and funny to us. But let's just start with our um, obligatory race relations conversations that um, we like to have. It's going to take me to one of my favorite places, even though I like Joanne's Fabrics a lot, and Hancock's. I really like hands, Hancock's. Um, you were just about to say, you like hands and cocks? I, hands on cocks. Oh. So um, yeah, but Hobby Lobby, Hobby Lobby is in the middle of a of a cotton controversy. Um, I didn't know anything about it. Actually, Raj hit me up about it. Raj, tell me about this cotton controversy, man. Oh boy, I tell you, boy, I tell you. So, uh, <laughs> boy, I tell you. <sighs> That's why. Period. So, um, so a chick goes to Hobby Lobby finds a, a a vase and in the vase it has a, a certain plant uh in that vase you know stem and all uh and, and it, it probably shocked her apparently i don't know i mean it wouldn't have shocked me i'd just say oh look at that but anyway it was cotton but it was cotton on the stem in the in the husk in a vase and um there was a young african-american woman who was outraged about this. Her name was Danielle Ryder. Because, I mean, this podcast is brought to you by Danielle Ryder. I mean, we, we got to give her her due. Give her her just due. Mm -hmm. um, this was in Colleen, Texas. I know some people from Colleen. Uh, they're kind of lame, but I do know people from Colleen. And, um, this is not dirty. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Colleen. <laughs> Colleen in the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you would you would much rather your town be called Colleen 
Dirty. Dirty. Where you from? Dirty. Texas. Faonky. Faonky, Alabama. Stank, Louisiana. You don't want to be from Stank, Louisiana. So Danielle Ryder wrote, This the cure is wrong, all caps. On so, all caps, many levels. There is nothing decorative about raw cotton. A commodity which was gained at the expense of African-American slaves. A little sensitivity goes a long way. Please remove this, quote unquote, decor. And that was shared about over 200,000 times. Commented on over 80,000 comments. And it seemed that the majority of the comments were of the mind of Please go sit down in a corner somewhere, is what they were telling Danielle. Um, I don't know. Was she wrong? I do. Yes. Absolutely. Shut up. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. How how can you tell her what to be outraged about? Oh, my God. A little sensitivity goes a long way. Well, a little, a little, a little, um, a little decor goes a long way, too. You know? Remove this decor. That's what she said. No, no. I don't think they should remove it. If it's making money, then sell it. It's I've, I wouldn't... I don't want... I don't want any raw cotton in my house. I don't necessarily... I don't have any flowers in my house. Anything. Anything that blooms. I don't have it in my house. I don't have that woman's touch in my house. Um, Man, but... You got mostly you know, man touch in your house? I, I, that's, I'm the only one that's touched my house. Okay. As far as decor goes, so yeah, it's all man touch, you know. Other than the fact that sweets just left, uh, <laughs> it's been all men. Okay. So, um, so you know, I think I, I think I'm outraged as much as she is by with her outrageousness. She she out outraged you. No, I'm out outraging her. Oh, okay. Um, she's just outrageous. The, the term cry wolf comes to mind a little bit more of kind of like what we were talking about with the auction draft on fantasy football and how that's a thing. What about the how, 15 min, 15 seconds of fame, 15 minutes of fame, whatever it's called. That's what that's you, I can I can even make a case of that. She went viral. Yeah, she got her 15 seconds or 15 minutes. What is it? Is it 15 minutes or 15 seconds? It's 15 minutes of 15 seconds of fame. I don't know. No, it's 15 minutes. It's 15 minutes of fame. Okay. So she got her 15 minutes. She went viral. We're trying to go viral. Yeah. Right now. Like currently. But but the right way. I, I want to go viral the right way. Well, you know what? I don't care. If I could if I could if I could post about some raw cotton in Hobby Lobby and go viral, I think I'd do it. I would, you know what I hope? But I don't think I her, hope vi- that Danielle, her virility is going to get her followers, though. It already probably has. Yeah, it probably has. I, um, Sharkeisha has like a million followers. So um, I would hope that Danielle, what would make me appreciate the situation a lot is if Danielle was the class clown. Like if Danielle would be like, if she was joking hmm. in a sense. Hmm. Um, who knows? We might have to research a little bit more about Danielle and in in her actual motives. On its on the surface, it looks like a non-story that she tried to pump, and um, she succeeded. Yeah, she succeeded, I guess. But if you, a little lesser-known thing happened, um, I don't know if you heard about this. It this same kind of thing happened at Lipscomb. I don't even know how to pronounce that. I could do. I could. I'm sure I could do this better. Let's go with Lipscomb University, where the president of the university invited some black students over to his crib, and all of the centerpieces at like the the, the table spread were like stalks of cotton. And um, the the kids went back and said a couple things about it. He later apologized for the and he served he served collard collard greens. I mean, I don't know, but I feel like. That's a little bit. I would think about it if I I'm walked adding, in. I'm adding to the story. He served him collard greens too. No, That's I mean I truth. get that, but my but my point is, I would I would consider. I would consider maybe he had some 
racist undertones if I walked into that house and it was me and all the black students and he had cotton sitting in there all over all over the I would consider it. Well, I would I would be concerned with the fact that I'm only here with other black students. Hmm. Well, maybe they, why then? Maybe he called the black student union over for a dinner. You never know. These things could happen. Yeah, no, nah, but I don't I don't I I don't know, man. I want to go to your house. I don't want to go to your house and be uh, um a token. Yeah, like I don't want to I don't want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of whenever everybody goes to your house. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want you to be like, oh, look, babe, we have some African-Americans coming over tonight. So we got to try to make it look as African-American as as possible in here. Or Why in the disres- fuck would they put cotton on <laughs> No, and that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm giving you best case scenario. Like, gotcha. I don't want to go to someone's house when it's like, hey, I'm hosting a group of just African-Americans. You should come over. Mm. Like, that sounds like I don't do this often. But I'm going to have some African-Americans over, so you should come while I have African-Americans welcome in my house. No. No. I want to come to your house when everyone... Or I'm not going to come to your house. So I'm, I'm nipping that one in the bud. Like, they put themselves in that situation, y'all. Nipping it in the bud. In the it bud of black cotton. student union, man. He probably invited them over. I'm going with that storyline, man. Well, invite the white student union, too. The white student union is just called the student union. Well, invite them. Invite <laughs> them all at the same time. Okay, enough enough cotton picking talk. Well, maybe this is still cotton picking talk. We're gonna go to our um our favorite um of the week, I guess. Like last week, our podcast dropped right when the story was dropping, so this would have been some last week's story. But definitely want to um, talk a little bit about it, and that's our our favorite ESPN analyst, Jamel Hill, completely. Brittany, oh, never mind. Completely, <laughs> completely tongue in cheek. Completely tongue in cheek. Some people live by Jamel, live by die by. I'm not one of them, man. Honestly, no, me neither. Favorite Jamel Hill of all time is the Charles Rogers interview. So this this <laughs> podcast is brought to you by the Charles Rogers interview. <laughs> I, I, then I hop in the pill game because <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt to do that. I felt to do that. I blew. Hey, I, I blew. blew. I mean, yeah, not like a yeah, day. I blew. I blew. <laughs> Charles Rogers. My favorite, favorite Jamel Hill. But um, but that was a Michigan State. That was a regular classmate, man. You know, after Michigan State, after Hubbard, when yeah. our man's told on us. Yeah. The bands they took from us. Say JR, ain't it a blessing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I get it. Jamel, like, honestly, when... Even when they announced this Sports Center Six thing with her and Michael Smith, shout out to Michael Smith. This podcast is brought to you by Michael Smith. Um, many a time Nola. back in the day when Michael Smith was going to Loyola, like I've run into Michael Smith a few times at Roxbury in New Orleans at the strip club with him and his homeboys. Michael Smith is a cool, down to earth dude. Let's hope we don't go viral. Yeah, I mean, it, this was no, no, this was pre. This was when I was in college, so he had to be in college. I don't think he's been married since he was in college. But, yeah, so Michael Smith, cool. But when they announced SportsCenter at the Six with Mike and Jamel, I mean, I just never was the biggest Jamel, Phil, Jamel Hill fan, dog. Like, I don't know, man. Like No, no, neither was I. One, like, I like Mindy I, Hill more than Jamel Hill. I don't know who that is. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Baraka. All right, go ahead. Continue. Continue. I don't think... <laughs> Man, this sucks to say. Uh, I hate to talk about a sister like this, but whatever is how I feel. Um, I look at all of the other anchors, white or black. There's like Josina Anderson and the the chick with the curly hair. What's her name? Sage Steele. You know, like there's a whole bunch of other black. There's a whole bunch of other black. And I feel like they, I don't necessarily think that they're the prettiest, but I think that they're attractive anchors. Jamel Hill to me is not attractive enough. Like she's in the category with uh with John John Clayton. Did you It's like why is she why is Jamel Hill like with them dookie braids on TV? You, like and I'm you, so sorry, Jamel Hill. But Did you that, that's how that I feel about Robin it. Robin Roberts used to be attractive back in the day. Cause that was like the first black woman anchor. I don't know. I don't remember Robin Roberts, I, but I know Jamel Hill, and Robin I don't Roberts think is on like Good Morning America or something. Robin Roberts, well, what is I think, huge. What I think about, um, she probably has like that. Uh, like, I don't know. And I might be 
I might be going off to the side. But what I don't, what I do know is that Michael Smith never wanted her. <laughs> well, let 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 the people say it, Michael Smith. Uh, Michael Smith never smashed. Oh no, absolutely not, Michael Smith. No, no. Where my old lady at? The one with the dookie braids in her head. No. See the thing about Jamel though, like I've I've looked at Jamel's IG before. And she run with Carrie Champion. You you know Carrie Champion, right? Mm-hmm. She used used to be on First Take, I think. Carrie Champion is bad. Um, yeah, Jamel's not not so much. But she reminds me of just like just a any old regular little chick. And I think that you downplaying it because she's just any old regular on TV. Let that woman be any old regular on TV. I'm no, a- I'm happy for her. I'm happy for her. Like I, I think she gives she gives hope to unattractive women everywhere. You know, you you can be an anchor on TV and look and look anyway. Look any kind of old way. If Jamel Hill can. Jamel's not a looker. I mean, come on, man. We could we could. But just... I don't even think her like her journalism, like like her interviews are great either. Because the Charles the Charles Rogers interview was a disaster. And I hop in that pill game. A fourth of it was her. Like a fourth of it was the the way she asked questions. It wasn't a very fluid interview. She. I, well, she's a person with an opinion, and um, they talk. I, I, I heard something recently where they were talking about um, certain people are report the news, and others have opinions. Like the Dan Lebatars of the world, the um, Bomani Joneses. These are people who get out here and are paid to have opinions, as opposed to like the 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 just the play by play people or the ad man mm-hmm. Burks who don't really have a lot of opinions to be said. Kirk Herbstreit's not out there to give you his opinion; he's just there for commentary. So. Um, it's, it's, it, it's a little, it's a slippery slope because obviously we're getting to Jamel because Jamel has some thoughts this week. Jamel said in a series of tweets, and I'm going to try to quote her as best as I possibly can, that Donald Trump is a white supremacist who has largely surrounded himself with other white supremacists. The height of white privilege is being able to ignore his white supremacy because it's of no threat to you. Well, it's a threat to me. He has surrounded himself with white supremacists. No, they are not outright. And you want me to believe that he isn't a white supremacist? No, the media doesn't make it a threat. It is a threat. He has empowered white supremacists. See Charlottesville. How is this a false narrative? Did he hire and court white supremacists? Answer? Yes. Donald Trump is a bigot. Glad you could live with voting for him. I couldn't because I care about more than just myself. I hate a lot of things, but not enough to jeopardize my fellow citizens with an unfit, bigoted, incompetent moron. But hey, that's just me. Strong tweets from Jamel, and these were all obviously in response to other tweets. She was saying how she feel. Um, My initial thoughts are... You can't always say how you feel, Jamel Smith. Well, I think, and, and, and I agree with that. I think that you can't always say how you feel if you didn't start off being one Jamel of those Smith. people. I think so, like, name is Jamel Hill. I'm sorry. I'm playing Michael Smith. My apologies. <laughs> you, would, you would never. Jamel Hill. <laughs> so here's where I'm at. You see, like, you got somebody like Kanye. George Bush does not care about white people, right? Yeah. That's Kanye as fuck. Excuse my language. That's not Jamel Hill. To make that statement. You know what I'm saying? Like she is the 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 fringe teeter. That's where she stays. That she's the she's the person that gives you unbiased news. And all of a sudden, just all of a sudden though, you know, like she comes out and she's like this, you know, like she just speaks out against the president. And that's not always a good thing to do, regardless of who it is. Um I I I've 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 kind of I subscribe to this and this this is the way you're supposed to think right. Um, people like Fox News aim to get like 50 percent of the audience. People like MSNBC try to get the other 50 percent of the audience, the total public. People like ESPN try to get 100 percent. They want everybody across the board. So in a job like that, you gotta kind of keep your personal beliefs a little bit to yourself on air. But she didn't do this on air. She did it on Twitter. Like, she went on Twitter and she she had her moment. Like, at what point 
does your job stop becoming like who you are and you can't just speak your own mind because you have this job? Whenever your Instagram has a blue check on it and says public figure, that's when. Because no one cares about no one Kanye cares about has a me. Blue check. That's not my point. My point is but, okay. So Kanye has a blue check. So my thing Kanye, is, for all intents and purposes, is an independent contractor. Okay, so that's where you're going with it. Okay. He, okay. She has a job. She's she's not running she like a, the Jamel Hill podcast she, that Jamel Hill is on jamelhill.com. That's if it. If she was no, doing that, then she could have whatever. Yeah, her 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 Instagram handle is probably Jamel Hill ESPN. It could be. It very well could be. I don't think it is, but it could be. Um, I mean, and that's the thing you have to consider when you're in like in, in, in corporate America or in any kind of a job where you're learned, working for a large entity, you have to kind of understand. And I think, I think it's interesting and I'm going to use this term and I'm going to use it very purposefully. You have to know where your company's allegiances lie. And, um, obviously Jamel Hill knows where her company's allegiances lie because they didn't do shit to Jamel Hill. Jamel Hill had not a damn thing done to her. And I'm not complaining one way or the other, but the Kurt Schillings of the world and people are bringing up Linda Cohn. They say Linda Cohn got suspended like recently and nobody even knew about it. Linda Corn, in the words of Lil Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got to be Stuart Scott. You ain't got to be Linda Corn. <laughs> but, um, but her situation was a little differently because Linda Cohn like allegedly said something negative about ESPN's hiring practices or the people they were putting on air or something like maybe marketing. So they suspended her for being critical of the company itself. Kurt Schilling got his ass fired for talking down like on political issues. And they were like, Hey, get the hell out of here. Jamel Hill did the exact same thing and nothing happened to it. Um, I think that's interesting. The, the narrative that came out of um, black Twitter the week that it happened was that, they asked two other black women to like hop in her spot that day. And, and they were like, nah, not having it. We're not doing it. We're, we're look, I'm, you know, like we all with Colin Kaepernick, we, we are, we're kneeling with Jamel. And then they said, nah, Michael Smith, you can, you can do it without her. And Michael Smith was like, nah, I'm straight. Not without Jamel. And then ESPN buckled to the pressure and allowed them to happen. I'm going to ask you the first question that I'm, that I'm obligated to ask real or fake news, Roger. I hope it's real news, hmm. but I have no idea. Hmm. I hope it's real news, though. Because I... because that's the true definition. That then if then if what Jamel Hill said, she just became not a pioneer or not a spokesperson against Donald Trump, but just a pioneer for Black unity hmm. at all at any at any. At any um rate, you know, like she, if she says something, whatever it may be, if it just so happens to cause the unification of blacks, I'm with it. You with Cause it? Because tweeting, because tweeting against Donald Trump to me in the grand scheme of thing, like it's not that big of a deal. Like it's, it's not the end of the world. Oh, Jamel Hill tweeted about who is that again? I, yeah. I wonder if Donald Trump even knows who Jamel Hill now. is. He knows now. Well, great. Then she succeeded. Then she's D- Danielle, whatever her name is, the cotton girl, um, at at worst. But if she just unified black people by just saying something on Twitter, then I'm cool with it. I'm good with that. We need some unification. Um, I would say that the story is very convenient. And, and if true, I'm with it. Like you said, unification is great. Having black people kind of on one accord is awesome and if donald trump is the person who brings black people together i'm with it (laughs) in the weirdest sense of the way that donald trump would bring black people together um i just i don't know it's kind of it's it's because i feel like sometimes when you get it at that job man when you're at that job like what's the what's the chick name you might not know nothing about this but some people out there might know melissa harris perry is that is that her name i think i'm saying it right on msnbc like when the presidential elections was going on and she went over there and was like, I'm not your mammy. I'm not your ancient mama. And um, like, y'all only putting me out here whenever, whatever, whatever. Like, I'm, I'm not having it. They fired her ass that afternoon and put another black woman in her spot. And that black woman has had an absolute glow up. I don't know her name right off the top of my head, but I can see her face right now. 
So somebody will hop in your spot, like, right quick. Like, so don't, and that I'm just getting to that work dynamic. At work, yeah. So let me ask you this. So so we, I, I think that we they both might, feel. Let me just, no, Roger, just, I just, just feel what I'm saying. They might have another little chick with braids in the mailroom with Duke braids in her head at ESPN. And they say, hey, 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 Rashonda, <laughs> Rashonda, you wanna go hop, you wanna go hop in Jamel's spot today? <laughs> Let me get me though. <laughs> and then what Michael Smith gonna be like, nah, nah, I'm straight. Yeah. I'm going to Fox Sports. <laughs> of course not. Right? I mean, I don't know. That's my two cents. But. I think we feel the same way from a work aspect, like how I like how we feel about it, like actually tweeting something like that. You know, you got to be careful. But the the moral the morality of it, morality of it, is that's that's how like that's how I feel. Like how how do you feel about her just speaking out against the president like that? Like, I mean, but, but, and here's, and here's another question. Just, I want you to answer this along with when with you answering it. What inclines someone to wake up on Tuesday morning, for instance, and just say, Oh, you know what? I want to say something about the president because he's been in office for a little while now. Why not say something beforehand? Why wait no, six she months was de- down the line? She was definitely prompted by a conversation. Uh, it started, I think we, they were talking about kid rock running for, um, running for like Senate or something in, um, in Michigan. And, um, it was a conversation that led to this. It wasn't just her just off the cuff with the comments, but, um, I feel as though you can, yeah. And I feel as though like, since the, the, the comments were prompted when Barack Obama was in office, people were not shy about saying he was a Muslim and this and that about how he shouldn't be and this and blaming him for everything. When the shoe is on the other foot and people are talking about uh, Donald Trump, it's it's such a shoe on the other foot scenario because mm-hmm. the people who were on the other side of it are like, oh, you weren't saying that when, um, you know, Barack Obama, you know, right? And other people were like, oh, like you guys were telling us not to talk about Barack Obama, but now y'all are talking about Donald Trump. So it's like when the shoe is on the other feet, nobody knows how to act. And I feel like just the shoe is completely on the complete opposite, like the two presidents that we've just like from one to the next is the like it's the biggest swing in the spectrum of humanity. Like from mm-hmm. Barack Obama to Donald Trump. Like if if I was a dumb person and didn't know anything about math, I would say it's a whole three sixty. But it's like definitely a whole one eighty from one another, right? They like completely <laughs> opposite of one another, right? I got a question back for you. You think, like, because the White House came out, like the White House press um, correspondent, she said, um, I think that's definitely a fireable offense when Jamel Hill said that stuff. Um, do you think that she should have got fired? So, um, I'm glad she didn't get fired. Mm-hmm. Um, and we already talked about you have to be careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, I'm going to say no, because my personal beliefs are like, I think you should be careful, but I think that you shouldn't be seriously reprimanded up to termination over your personal, your personal, um, accounts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if you just speak, if you just, I mean, but honestly, I do think that speaking out against the president of the United States is a, is terrible. You saw what happened to the Dixie chicks. You know, like, I mean, they spoke out against George Bush, whatever. So I think speaking out against the president, you shouldn't, I don't think you should do that in a, in a, p- a position like that on your Twitter. But if you decide to do it, I don't think that you should be, no, I don't think you should be fired. Yeah. I don't, because of, because of my personal beliefs, like, because of, I don't, I don't take Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat that serious. Like, it's not that serious to me. Um, what, what I would add to that is, is this, I think if they would have fired her the day it happened, I wouldn't have, I really would have been like, oh yeah, she shouldn't have did it. If they would have fired her two days after, after the white house press secretary said that she, they should mm-hmm. fire her, I would have felt away. I'd have been like, nah, Donald Trump don't get to call this shot. You don't get to say what this private company on who they, well, not necessarily Donald Trump, but the Trump administration doesn't get to say that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you, get you. you're, you're firing this person who has a regular job. So I'm, I'm, you know. 
I'm indifferent about it. I just got one more quote, but I mean, we're going to move on a little bit from Jamel, but I got one more thing. I read an article on um, this podcast as, as usual is, um, is brought to you by the, the, the number one facilitator of car washes in the Houston, um, area, um, Jay Harry, um, you know, this podcast is brought to you by Edo. The owner has a big ego, um, but he sent me a, a letter earlier this week. It says, um, not a letter, I'm sorry, he sent me a link to our favorite website, IberianNet.com, the new Iberian newspaper, the Daily Iberian. And there was an article in there, and it's talking about Jamel Hill. And it says that um, Hill was not fired. She was not suspended. Stories are coming out of e- that ESPN did try to take her off the sports center, but when two of her colleagues refused to replace her and Smith refused to go on without her, ESPN backtracked and allowed her to resume her duties. Now, at the risk of being labeled a bigot, a Nazi sympathizer, a Trump lover, or whatever other phrase we're throwing around at will these days, let me preface the following by saying I have no problem with what Hill said. I believe in freedom of speech for all. I believe that you should be able to say what you want without fear of retribution. I don't uh, I don't have to agree with what you say to defend your right to say it. So my problem is not what Hill tweeted. My problem is ESPN crawfishing on any kind of punishment. When Kurt Schilling shared a post on Facebook about a transgender issue and added his thoughts on the issue, he wasn't given a chance to get back on the air. He was fired the next day. When Linda Cohn did something, she was not allowed to... And, I'm, and it goes on. Brady Amond, last name spelled A-Y-M-O-N-D. Brady is his first name. It's probably a pseudonym because people in New Iberia don't put their real names when they write um, kind of, sort of... Um, provocative articles in the Daily Iberian note letters to the editor and things of that nature. But just just know back home they talking about the the, um, the story Raj and their opinions are very much the opposite of what I'm saying here. And that is all. So so I mean I, is it though? Is it the opposite though cuz you're saying that you saying that if it was a if it was a day or hours, then you'd be cool with it. And he's essentially saying much of the same. Just saying that she should be have she should have to be held accountable for her online actions, just like some of these other guys were. I mean, I, I yeah, it's snitching. You know, it's good. It's 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 reaching for uh reaching for press. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. I well, mean, I- if he was on the podcast and he was telling us how he felt. I don't think I would, I wouldn't I disagree with him. Well, I think I would, because I think he would, he would try to, he's couching this whole conversation in a freedom of speech couch. Like that's his, that's his angle. That freedom of speech should be protected either way. So if you're going to fire Kurt Schilling, you should fire Jamel Hill. And if you're not going to fire Jamel Hill, you shouldn't fire Kurt Schilling. And that's great. But, you know, Donald Trump is a bigot. <laughs> so at the end of the day, right, I'm on the side of right. I'm with my people on this one, man. And um, Jamel stays. The white boy who's talking about transgender people is gone, and I'm okay with it. I'm straight. Stop talking down on transgender people. Let them people live, man. That's all I'm saying. Um, Shout out to my employer. I'm not going to say anything about the president online. Anyway. (laughs) You already said it. I've already done it in this podcast. This podcast is brought to you by my job. Let me ask you a question. You think if we go, if we, if we were to go viral, like we plan to do, um, do you think should hold you accountable? I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm going to edit out my employer for one. Uh, you think that they would hold, (laughs) you think that your employer would hold you accountable for that? Um, well, What's interesting about my job, which is just funny, is that the 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 university president sends out emails like, "Oh, the university president." Yeah, yeah, university. there is. It's a university. I can say that. Yeah, and I and I have a good job. I got a fucking great job. So yeah, yeah, we can. This podcast is brought to you by having a fucking great job. So my people at the institution will send every now and again the the the, the big boss dog. He'll send a letter about things like DACA or things like. Um, about when they first did the travel ban and like scathing letters to the extent of, listen, I know that's what they're talking about in the White House, but that's not what we're talking about here. That's not what we bout around here. We bout these liberal ideas. And that kind of goes back to that, what I was talking about with Jamel Hill, like you got to know where your company's allegiances lie. So to answer your question, I think that I might 
we want to tone some things back. But then again, I don't know who's really checking for me like that to even know like what I'm doing. Even like if Charlemagne, the guy was working at like Bun B works in my college. Now, now I'm telling a lot. Right. Uh, <laughs> so at the end of the day, these things are these things are, are, are pretty. If I worked for like the a big, big oil company or if I worked for like the Klan, I don't think I would be out there <laughs> posting, talking down on Donald Trump because I feel like that probably wouldn't be the smart thing to do at my job. No, would it? I think it wouldn't be. <laughs> so you gotta know where you're at, man. So that's all I got for it. Um, I mean, we 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 deep into it, and we still haven't talked about Kevin Hart. So let's just kind of get to him right quick. Um, it's been it's been a little bit of an issue that Kevin Hart cheating scandal part two. It's his second time. Huh. Is it like isn't it? Well, part two that we know about. Part two in over the last like two months. I, I swear, didn't we podcast about Kevin Hart cheating in Miami? Like? Yeah, when they caught when they caught a little small ass in the back of that car, <laughs> smashing in the back of a little car, it was in the back seat of a, a Ferrari. <laughs> you gotta be a little dude, huh? <laughs> a little dooly for that, kind. Um, I, let's get to the extortion aspect first, man. Um, I. Man, I like normally I read stuff that people wrote. This is a long thing. I don't know if I want to read all of this. But the gist of it, then you can definitely find this online. The gist of it is this person put out a video and it had like a picture, I think, or something of Kevin Hart in the room with a little chick. And he was talking about the only reason he's doing stuff with the hurricane relief fund is because he wanted to get out ahead of the story of um between August 17th and 20th, which if I'm not mistaken, those are the week that's that was the fight weekend. So I guess I was, I'd be in Vegas for all this, man. I was around for all this and I was staying in the Cosmo, but he was, um, he was in the Cosmo and let me see. No, I'm lying. I wasn't in the Cosmo. I don't even probably walk through there, but he was allegedly drinking, doing drugs, smashing a bunch of women, um, blatantly disrespecting his marriage. And, um, so the person said, I'm not a saint. I don't claim to be a saint, but, um, I just want people to know that he's not perfect. I hope every celebrity learns his or her lesson from this. Regardless of your financial status, you are not invincible. Stay honest, faithful, and real. Everyone knows once a cheater, always a cheater. And um, they put out pictures of Kevin Hart and was like, bam. And this has been the thing. So he got out ahead of it. You've heard the the apology. Um, Man, Kevin Hart, what are your initial thoughts on this whole scenario, Raj? You know, you just asked me a question. I thought it was funny, my initial thoughts. I've had enough time to have more than just initial thoughts. <laughs> um, so, um, one, the guy, like, I think it's horrible that, so, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. It's a double-edged sword. Uh, I think it's horrible that celebrities got to watch their back because they're not just anybody. <laughs> um, so I think that that sucks, but, you know, it is what it is. Move to Africa for a year and then you'll lose some luster. Um, <clears throat> but I also think it's horrible, like, the amount of power that celebrities have over the whatever they want. It could be the same sex. I was going to say over the opposite sex. It could be whatever they want. Uh, I think I think that that's, man, I've been out with some celebrities before and I've seen the attention that they get. And it's. It's fun, you know. It's fun when you're in the gr- in the crowd. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's fun when you're in the group, but it's still like kind of sickening to think that a girl or a guy will just give it up just for one night. You know what I'm saying? I just give it up. I give it all, lose all my morals, drop it all in the drain for just one night with Kevin Hart, or Kevin Hart just sees a, a fine chick that's willing to give it up all for one night and he's willing to give it up for that one night. And then the next day he wakes up, hopefully he has a conscience and he's feeling shitty. He's got a baby on the way. You know, like it's double-edged sword. It's interesting. That's an interesting take. I I definitely wasn't, my thoughts weren't, didn't go to that at all. I mean, because I just kind of think that that person who made that whole video of putting this out or trying to extort him, they ended with once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't know how true that is. 
But I do know in Kevin Hart's case, it seems as though he's just a promiscuous guy. He likes to get a he, and I and if if I'm if I put on my psychology sociology hat real quick, I would say it's probably because he had little man syndrome his whole life. He probably was walking around and people didn't want Kevin Hart. Now Kevin Hart is a, a billionaire. Yeah, he's a billionaire yeah. and he's and he's famous and he's in shape and Nike gave him shoot like women probably fawn all over Kevin Hart. He's probably not accustomed to that. So he's 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 living whatever thing that he wanted. So I don't think he Yeah, well do that, but don't make babies on the way to doing it. Well, don't get married. Okay. You know, like Yeah, and I and that is that and great. And he got I, married famous. You know what I'm saying? He got he Or got whatever is that is, is that his girl? Is that his girlfriend? Well that's cool, yeah. Get divorced, whatever. Like it's a part that, that happens these days. No, no, but he got he got I, I'm I'm surprised at how little you seem to know about Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart has only been married for not that long, like two years or two or three years or so. But he it was going through a very public divorce like about five years ago. No, like, I remember. Okay. I know I know this. I'm just saying he got married. Like, I get it. Like, I'm not I'm not touching on the on the fact that he got divorced. Okay. Like, that's cool to me. Yeah, yeah. You wanna be a scumbag and you wanna be you wanna be a slut or a hoe? Then So you don't think you don't think I didn't cheating say on your pregnant wife. I'm, okay, cool. I'm not saying that. I just wonder. All right, cool. So you want to be you want to be a a manhole? Divorce your wife. Divorce or leave her. Cool. All right. So now you're gone. Now you you can do what you want because you're single. But don't get married again and continue to do the same thing. Um, what's interesting about it is that it seems as though his wife came out, and they're you know, seems to be fine for lack of a better word, still kind of doing the normal thing. And uh, the wife was basically like, I, and this is just a, a report that I heard, that the wife was like, um, yeah, Kevin's a ladies' man, and I know how Kevin rolls. Um, and, and we'll, and we'll take care, and we will, we will handle this in-house. What I think is interesting is, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, what I can't do is, tell you how you should feel about things. And this is reminiscent of a conversation I had with a student recently. Like you, this is reminding me a lot, very similar to a conversation I had this week with a student. It seems as though you're putting your own moral stamp on what you think is okay, as far as what Kevin Hart should do. And how you're saying, basically you, you didn't hesitate to say his wife is stupid if she feels that way. And he's a scumbag if, he's, if he does that. Um, his morals might not be your morals though. And I think that that's always, I think that that's just a, such an interesting thing where like, okay, so if Kevin Hart was Muslim or let's just say that, let's say it was okay for him to marry a whole bunch of wives and take wives, or let's just say he was in a different um, country where he was like, he could have concubines as well. Or if he lived in a different day and time when, when that was accepted. My point is just, you can't just put your moral stamp on somebody else's morals. I think Kevin Hart definitely has a problem. I agree with that. Like, for one, if you're getting jacked up every two months like that, he has to be doing a lot more than than the stuff he's getting jacked up for. Like he right. has to be. Like so, he has a problem. <laughs> like, like so. So here's the the common denominator, or, mm-hmm. or or the 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 thing that I'm not putting my moral stamp on Kevin Hart. Why are you apologizing? If his yeah. if it's if okay. it's within his okay. morals, okay. why are you apologizing okay. for it? Because you gotta apologize, right? It's no, like you P- don't. That's the PC. I don't thing. give a. I don't apologize for shit. But he's, like, he's I, a public figure. He has to like look like he cares. He might not really care. Yeah, maybe he doesn't. <laughs> I, mean, I guess that's a good. That's a very good rebuttal. Maybe he really doesn't care, like, but he only does it just to keep up his public interest. He has to like not like because you know where I saw this story at. It was on like Nightline News with like famous people on ABC. It wasn't like it, it wasn't like um, Entertainment Tonight, Access Hollywood. This was like the real news, and I was like, dang. Okay, Kevin Hart's that big of that's it's almost like let's just put it like this. It's almost like The Rock. Like Kevin Hart's like Dwayne Johnson. They're like he's like that famous that when you're Uber famous like that, he might have to get out ahead of the story and do like whatever, but he's definitely got a problem. Kevin Hart's got a problem. Kevin I Hart think can't so keep too. It in his pants. But I also I'd also like to think. Let me tell you two things I'd like to think about myself as far as putting my moral stamp on Kevin Hart. Go ahead. I'd like to think that if I was 
as rich and famous as Kevin Hart is that I could find me a woman that would satisfy my needs enough to where I wouldn't want to cheat on her. But I would also like to think that I wouldn't know what the hell I would want to do. <laughs> you would like to because they're a dime a dozen. So I would just I I what I would hope that I would do with my moral compass is stay at home and not go to Vegas for the Mayweather fight. No, you or go to Vegas. Okay. Then I'm going to go to Vegas for the Mayweather fight. One, either with my wife or two, I'm not going to go when she's pregnant. I mean, and I'm gonna I, stay at home, and, and I get you. But there's history is littered with this. This, I mean, I, and once again, this is kind of where I'm going with of the moral stamp is. thing. Like you talk about Nas and Khalees or Kellis, whatever her name is, I can't even remember. But they broke up when because Nas allegedly cheated when she was pregnant. Pregnant or not pregnant, cheating is. I mean, dude, cheating is cheating is cheating. Like Gerard Carmichael says, we're gonna talk a little bit about Gerard Carmichael, our favorite in a minute. But he says that. Uh, Cheating is one of those subjects that people don't. It's an uncomfortable subject that we don't talk about in society. It's something that it's not. It's not a very comfortable thing to discuss. But in that context, if Kevin Hart is like, I, I want to kind of go back to what you said because it made a lot of sense. If you go back to whomever Kevin Hart was with his 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 initial wife, right, his first wife, before he was famous or as he was getting famous. Once he decided to break up with her and kind of go be just like, hey, I'm famous and I got to live this new Kevin Hart life that I never knew I was going to have. Now I know that I could. It, like some celebrities, some some of these guys, they like, oh, I'm, I'm still with my, my high school sweetheart and, you know, the money don't change me. Kevin Hart decided not to do that. He, he pulled the D-Wade route. He was like, I'm getting this money. Now it's time to go do that next thing. The minute he left that relationship... Yeah, I don't know how the next one should feel like he was going to be faithful. Like, the one he's with now. Like, I don't understand how she would even feel he's going to be faithful. Like, Because it's Kevin Hart. Yeah, like, he's... I mean, obviously, like, you know, I feel like men... I, you know, I think we hold... I think we hold women to, like, this standard where it's like, oh, you know, like, um, she has a higher moral compass. To so take back to moral compass. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not going to get with a cheater. She's a good girl. You know, I think that there's some women that'll just accept the fact that he's Kevin Hart. Yeah, and I think that I'm not. So you, can't you know, there's call some her people. There's, though. Like I think. You yeah, can, I, no, I'm not. I'm. I, well, I can call her stupid in my own right. That that and that is your moral compass. And that's why why I have a podcast. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, but I'll tell you this: this is how I wouldn't think that she was stupid if she accepts it. Like if she's like. If she's like, not accepts the fact that Kevin Hart's a cheater, but accepts an open relationship mm-hmm. and that it's not looked at as being cheating. It's yeah. just, we have an open relationship So and so, he doesn't bring me anything home. So let's go, let's go, let's go left here before we go right. And our boy Gerard Carmichael, he says, um, and you remember on eight, we was watching eight at your crib in Denver and, um. It was like he, he made the comment that certain people earn the right to cheat. He's like, bring back integrity in the adultery, man. If they make more money than you, stop and think about it before you do anything crazy. These are this this is verbatim what he said in the in the in the in the stand up. Yeah. And I'm a you know that I'm a Gerard Carmichael disciple. He's basically I, like I mean he's making he's making the point that Kevin Hart's wife, what are you gonna what are you gonna do? Like, not that you want to be cheated on. But at some point, didn't you kind of marry into a lifestyle where you're like, I'm either going like I know chicks who've been cheated on by dudes who make forty thousand dollars a year and go right back with them, and dudes cheat all the time and they stay up in the clinic. I know these things. This has been going on since we were kids. Your dude makes forty billion dollars a year. You might just have to suck that one up, man. I don't know. Talk to me, Rod. Well, no, you know, I I think I, it's a good joke. Uh, Gerard Carmichael, I think he has a lot of truths, a lot of jokes, um, a lot of half-truths. You know, like a good mixture of, of what you should listen to and take with you and what you should listen to and laugh. And I think that that was one of those things that you should listen to and laugh. 
I don't think that seriously, and completely I don't think that, think that either. Well, I mean, I don't think that you can no, ever earn I, I the right to cheat. Definitely, definitely disagree with you. I definitely disagree with you from this standpoint. I'm not saying you can earn the right. I'm not like verbatim everything he's just said, just everything I just said that he said. But the overriding concept of somebody can make a whole bunch of money and their partner can just suck it up because they know that that makes the most sense for them and where they want to be how they want to be living, I completely buy into that. Because the point I'm trying to make is that I know couples who have had uh, like cheating issues before and they make, and they, they, cause, because they have that union, because they were married or because they've been dating for a long time, they're like, hey, you know what? We're going we're gonna to make this work because I want to still be with this person. Like, so it's not far-fetched for me to think that somebody who's in a similar situation with millions and billions of dollars at stake would look at that just a little bit differently and say, hey, man, I got it good here, man. Like, my husband's cheating, Kevin Hart's Kevin Hart, but I so, got so, okay, so here we go. without him. Here we are back to these verbs. So are we had should, or we had can, or we had could, because I know what people can and could do. And if someone decides but to accept who, that life, then I'm should. fine with it. But you're, you, you no. like to throw should. No, no, I'm not saying should. I'm saying what how I feel about it. Like how, what I would, what I would do if I married into someone like that. Like, I don't, I, I don't think that I would, you know, if I married someone and they just happened to make more, more money than I did, a substantial amount of more money than I did. Um, speak, getting back to speaking back on moral compass, I would not feel okay about my wife cheating on me. Regardless of how much money she makes, and and granted, I don't know that I'm not, I don't have any empathy on the subject. I've never been with a woman that makes substantially more money than I do. But and I'm not, and I guess to be reserved, I'm not going to call her stupid because if she does accept it, then that's cool. But I'm not saying she should accept it. I'm saying what I would do. So would is my verb. Okay. How I feel about it. So no, I don't think that people deserve to earn the right to cheat, but. If Kevin Hart's wife thinks that he's deserved the right to cheat, then that's their union. That's on them. I don't care. I'm okay with it. I'm cool with it. I don't think I don't think female black America would be cool with it. But that's but it's not for them. But you know what? I, I know mean? it's not for them, but I'm just I'm just speaking I, a fact. I think that if you if you polled female black America and asked them what percentage of people know homegirls or friends who have been in a relationship where some cheating has taken place either way, and if they've continued to work on it and are still together, I would say that that's probably the the prevailing thing, that people stay together. Like, I think that you're uh, kind of like that that I that idea of they're stupid and they should go. There's a lot, there's a lot that goes into a union more than just, like, sex. It's a lot more that goes into it. And I think that if you have a person who's obviously got a problem like Kevin Hart, if it's some, if that's the part of the relationship that he's fails in utterly, but his wife can see the other reasons why it makes sense for her to stay, I don't like. I who am I to judge that? Right, and so look, let's take it back to let's take it back to Gerard Carmichael. Mm-hmm. He ended, if I'm not mistaken, he ended eight with this. The only thing weirder about finding out that your dad has a second family is finding out that you're that second you're family. You're the second family. <laughs> so, like, no, but granted, I know that you know people that at 18 found out that they had a brother or sister. Okay, yeah. You know people like that, yeah, right? I, I got first cousins like that. Okay. Did you, have, does, does that ever happen to you? You know, that it's never happened, it's never happened to me. Not has to that me ever happened to you? No. I've okay, had, no. I don't have a, I don't have a, a brother. <laughs> How would that make you feel about your dad? Yeah. Would you not lose some? I would lose a little trust in my dad. I, I'm a nah. It, my my dad would just have to talk to me because at the end of the day, I'm a man. He a man, and we just talk about it and he would explain no, it to me. But I, he would explain. You it have to a me. great you have a great relationship with your dad. Yeah, and, he would and if it was it if it was man, this happened before your mom or yeah. whatever. But if it was like shooting hoops, oh, hey, I gotta go. I gotta go into work right quick. And this this kid is. 33 years old then you would be like huh like i was just we, we were shooting hoops on that day and you left me to go 
conceive. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's where, like, I guess I'm bringing the kids it? into it. Kevin Hart rock dog in these things out here in these streets? Who knows what Kevin Hart is doing? <laughs> you smash, I mean, you know, I, mean, I, I would think that the general notion is you smash something enough, eventually the rubber's coming off. <laughs> if you smash something 40 billion times, you're not going to smash, you're not going to spend 40 billion dollars worth of, of, uh, of rubberage. Uh, rubbers oh. worth of money. Yeah, that's a lot of rubber money. <laughs> a lot of rubberage. So, if, uh, that's why I, I bring it back to that last thing where it's like, only thing that's worse is figuring out that you're that second family. Like, damn. That's, that's gotta suck. Yeah. That's gotta suck if he were to make a kid. Or if, you know, Magic Johnson happens all over again. You know, he'd be the perfect Magic Johnson candidate. He'd be the perfect Magic Johnson candidate. Is your words? Use your words, Roger. The um, I, That's I, what I, I mean. think it's I think it's I interesting. What I, said what I meant. I meant what I said. That it's okay that someone's extorting him right now, and um, that's kind of like the the backstory, right? That somebody's actually trying to get money off of the fact that they were out there smashing Kevin Hart, knowing he was married, smashed him, and their whole ulterior motive was to blackmail him. And when that didn't work, they just kind of outed him. I just think that that's that's that other side of fame that, whew, that's tough. It must be tough to be famous, man. I bet it is. (laughs) Imagine if some, and then imagine if, I mean, you've seen sitcoms and whatnot where like a, like a wife or a girlfriend will try and set her husband up. You know what I'm saying? Like, not only do you have to worry about that, you got to worry about just people doing it in general. Right? Just people always at your, at your dome. So, yeah, Kevin Hart's got to be a, a lot smarter about his stuff. Like I said, I don't I don't know all of the, the ins and outs, but, hey, it is what it is. We kind of running short on time, so I'm about to um, I'm about to um, hop in to, to nothing nice to say real quick just to, to give y'all a little. Before you, before you, leave, before you leave Kevin Hart, I want to give, I want to give something. I don't remember who it was. I don't remember what comedian it was. We get a lot of our wisdom from comedians. I want to say it was Eddie Griffin, but I apologize if it wasn't. But he said, "Don't fuck down, fuck up." <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> so if you give, if you cheat on your girlfriend or on your wife, don't fuck down, fuck up, fuck a chick. That's Way better than your chick. Because how she gonna get mad at that? At least she'll be like, babe, how you expecting me to turn that down? And she might understand. But if she garbage, (laughs) (laughs) she won't understand. She not gonna understand? (laughs) She won't understand. She will not understand. Not at all. Honestly, the thing I always think is when I see somebody and they cheating, and then I see the person they cheating with looks just like their like significant other. I always think, "Damn, you a sick motherfucker, dog! You already got that at home, and you just going, you just dirty, dog! Like <laughs> you are dirty, dirty ass motherfucker." Well, it is what it is. All right, nothing nice to say. You know they say if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. If you can't say something nice, don't. So, this Kevin Hart thing got me kind of thinking about, you know, this whole, the whole scenario. It's just weird to me. And um, I was talking to one of my friends and she was telling me how she went through her dude's phone and um, she found some things she didn't want to find. And um, she's really broke up about it. And I was thinking like, no, you, you found exactly what you were trying to find. Like, nobody goes through anybody's phone unless you're looking for something and you're going to mm-hmm. find what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. 100% of the time, you're going to find what you're looking for. I had a friend who one time a girl went through his phone and she found him telling another one of our friends that he didn't know how much of how much in love he was with it. That might not have been what she was looking for, but that was what she found. So that's what she was looking for. Maybe they're mm-hmm. talking to another person. Maybe they're talking about somebody else. Whatever it is, you're definitely going to find what you're looking for. But if you're going through somebody's phone, that's the point that it's time to go because you don't even trust them anymore. 
So before you even pick up the phone, just go. Like you, you shouldn't do it because you're gonna find exactly what y'all are looking for. And that it kind of, it kind of like the Kevin Hart thing made me think about that because Kevin Hart's wife wasn't looking through his phone. She wasn't trying to catch Kevin Hart in a little lie or nothing. She was at home trying to have a baby, letting her dude go be Kevin Hart because obviously she knows Kevin Hart's a wild boy. Like she's letting Kevin Hart be Kevin Hart, but no. The accuser or whomever is trying to out him and blackmail him found it like their civic duty to be like, hey, like, what did they say? They said exactly like, I want to make it be known that Kevin Hart is not, he, that I'm not married and I don't pretend to be this. You are not invincible. Stay honest. Stay faithful. But you're not hurting Kevin Hart because it looked like Kevin Hart going to stay with his wife. You hurting his wife because now she going to be sitting over there saying, Damn, now I got to do something. I either got to come out and say I'm still with my dude or I got to say I'm not. It's opening up this can of worms that I'm sure she don't want to be dealing with at seven, eight, nine months pregnant. She don't want to do it. Um, it's just the decisions you make. And um, I just kind of feel like you put her in a little awkward situation. We'll see how that goes. But I was thinking about something else, too. The first one who's going to tell her to leave, it's going to be her friends, her homegirls. They're going to be like, girl, you don't need it. You need to leave. Friends always want you to leave a relationship or do something. They always want you to do something that they wouldn't do. They'll be like, go ahead, leave Kevin Hart. You'll find another one. You're going to find another Kevin Hart. For real. That's what your friends do. Your friends will tell you all kind of things. I saw a picture the other day online of this girl who went to college with us. Bad, bad, bad. Cut off all her hair. Now she look like not so bad. 500 likes. 75 billion comments. Girl, you look great. Girl, you look try. Oh, girl, you killing it. Y'all don't understand this is zero-sum game out here. Everything, every point you lose is a point they game, man. Your friends don't be having your best interest in mind. <laughs> maybe they do, maybe they don't. But maybe if I don't have nothing nice to say, I shouldn't say nothing at all. Raj, before we get out of here, I did want to talk about ask you one other thing. You heard about Jay Z, real or fake news, man? Did he turn down the real Super news? Bowl? Real news. I'm all about sources, man. And this one came <laughs> straight from the Source magazine. <laughs> so it's real news. Um, you, you before, and you know what? Before we end, I want to tell you one more thing about Kevin Hart. <laughs> lovely speech. One more thing about Kevin Hart that I think a lot of people had gripes about. And I think that that guy spoke on it that said, you aren't invincible. Is no, that online? I think that was a chick, but go ahead. I, I, think, that was the, I think that was the accuser. I apologize. Yeah, the chick. <laughs> the chick that said that he wasn't invincible. A lot of people look at Kevin Hart's social media and he looks invincible. Mm. You know, his relationship looks solid. It's his rib, quote unquote. You know, I'm working out. I'm in this gym. You know, I'm giving y'all inspirational advice. I'm doing this. I'm doing this day in and day out. And then all of a sudden, you know, and I'm not saying like we already talked about moral compass. We don't have to get on that. But I'm just I just think that that's a perspective to look at it from two. Kind of. That some people look at Kevin Hart and they see a guy that's like high and mighty on his high horse all the time. And it's like, you know what? You got your faults, too. So how can you give me advice whenever this is what you're doing. Hey, that's 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 the world we live in, though, man. People love to throw the cast those stones, man. People love to stunt. <laughs> Number one stunt. Didn't we do that one already? Yeah, we did do that one. We're gonna go back and edit that that cover art and put. Jay Z would have sucked as the um as the halftime person at the. What he would have? What he would have did at the Super Bowl? What he would have? <laughs> what would he have performed? <laughs> what would Hove have performed at the Super Bowl? No, that's what I say. Rap, rap would never make the super. Rap would suck at the super. Bowl. It would have to be like a transcendent, like it would be Drake. Yeah, Drake maybe, but Drake's music now don't even really be that. Yeah, I guess you could find a Drake. It has to be Drake. No, dude, it, it Drake could do some stuff. Drake can do have a very good halftime rap because Flo Rida could do halftime. Flo Rida could could be there, but that's I don't know what Flo Rida. That's pop, dude. Like any anybody that's got some pop hits <laughs> could do it. Chris Brown, yeah. But they, that's, like yeah, all of those rap. guys. Yeah, so maybe Drake. Maybe Drake's the only one. Kendrick Lamar wouldn't. I mean, it's like you got to have enough of a like everybody almost has to know your music. It has to be. Yeah, that'd be tough. They could do like a rap collage of like eight artists who came out and made and 
perform like the most popular songs of the last four years. And yeah, rap's just not great live. That's just the thing. Rap's not great live. It's not. It's not the best live music in the world. Nah, I agree. There's just better things that you can do live. And I don't know. So I'd like to see. I love. I love whenever there's good artists. I hate whenever it's like. No, featuring the Who, and it's like what? Like I gotta listen to the Who. Yeah. You know. I mean, they I should, they should do that. Bruno Mars every year. Bruno Mars for president. <laughs> Bruno Mars every year. Hey man, look, this we 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 way over the hour mark, man. We about to get up out of here, man. Um, couple of things. Oh yeah, podcast brought to you by Exquisitely Exceptional. This podcast is brought to you by Dick Irv, man. Great pictures today, man. Hey, you've been supporting the pod. Harder than most cats. Nothing but love on our way towards what you got going on over there, man. Look, anybody needs some pictures, any kind of vi- any kind of photography taken care of, holla at, at exquisite, exquisitely exceptional. My dude to take care of you. Dick Irv, there you go. Anything else? What you got before you get out of here, Raj? I'm on this blue I'm mic. I'm about to shout out, man. Nobody hit me up to shout them out, man. Hit me up. I'm going to shout you out. I got you. Just hit me up. <laughs> hit me up, bro. Hit me up, bro. Hit me up, man. Man. All right. We out, man. I can see you, and I want you. Ooh. Ooh. No. What you going to do? Blood Blood on my knife or shit on my dick. Jailhouse. This welcome to the jail. Whoa, welcome to the jailhouse podcast. This your man Ice Pig. In in my little This your man Slow Roaster. This my man Ice Pig and checking in is my little bitch sweets. Say what's up, sweets. (laughs) Hey (laughs) y'all. What? Yeah, I'm a cheerleader for the football team. Sweets, sweets, tell me your fucking real name. My real name is Sweets. <laughs> That's all they need to know. <laughs> Sam, Sam, you. <laughs> Sam, Sam. Regi- Reggie, Reginald, Reginald, <laughs> Philbert. Not Philbert. Philbert. Not Dr. Philbert, cuz. Dr. Philbert. Philbert.